0: My first experience, I still remember, I was probably in like third or fourth grade when I took the Muni the first time with like a friend. And it was like, you got your quarter? I got my quarter. Okay, let's go. Did you get your transfer? I got my transfer. We're good.
1: That was Equity Cannabis business owner, Morris Kelly. I'm Jeff. And this is Storied San Francisco. Before we get into this episode, just a quick announcement. Our friend and past guest on the show, Chloe Jackman over at Reclaim Collaborative, let us know about an upcoming campaign called Reclaim the Climate Narrative. It's this Thursday, April 22nd through the 28th, and it will amplify the voices of makers, farmers, and producers leading climate change solutions within supply chains. For more info, please visit www www.reclaimcollaborative.com slash earth hyphen day. Okay, back to the podcast. First off, we should mention that this episode was produced with Repco, a storytelling collaborative that covers issues of racial and social justice. Morris Kelly's great-grandfather was a sharecropper who bought his own freedom. In this episode, Morris traces his lineage down through his maternal grandmother, who moved to california from east texas morris's mom was raised in the sunset and went to milwaukee for college where she had morris because of her age and the fact that she was in school his mom sent him back to san francisco to be raised by his grandparents morris shares stories from throughout his school days many of which took place outside school grounds he wraps up part one with his days at city college and sf state it was around this time that he met a graduate of the Culinary Academy, and the two started making cannabis edibles.
0: Here's Morris. Uh, the first generation of San Francisco for me would be my grandparents. Okay. Uh, they made it, I know my, mo- my grandmother came in the Great Migration. Um, she's from Texas, her father was a sharecropper who bought his own mm. freedom. Mm-hmm. and um, They saved up enough money to send all the daughters to school, and once they finished school, they came out here to California to get jobs. Uh, They started off in San Diego working at army bases, and Mm. my mom, I mean my grandma, uh, wanted to venture a little further, ended up coming up to San Francisco, starting off at the YMCA, and, uh, you know, just live that, live that dream. And, uh, my grandfather, he was in the army and he came through San Francisco, uh, being in the army and, uh, his exposure to San Francisco made him realize that's where he wanted to live. So as soon as I believe it was world war two was over, he relocated to San Francisco. Okay. Um, met my grandmother at church and had my mom. My mom was raised in the city. Do you know uh, what neighborhood she was raised in? or? Uh, my mom was raised in the Sunset. Okay. Um,
1: and can I back up real quickly? Mm-hmm. I'm from Texas, and we have been meeting a lot of people who are like, my grandparents came out here from Texas. Do you know where your grandma was from in Texas?
0: Um, we have property outside of Marshall. Okay, East Texas. Yeah. Yeah, off I-20. Oh, okay. Cool. I wouldn't be able to tell you anything past that. That no, that's
1: that tells me where where it was, and other other folks can look it up on the map. But I'm always just curious because of my my mm-hmm. own roots being yeah. there. Um, anyway, so so sorry. Your grandparents met in
0: church. Uh, yeah, and then, I met at Third Baptist Church in San Francisco. Okay. And and this is on your mom's side, right? Yeah. Okay. And. Um, yeah I had my mom my mom grew up in the city uh went to school out here <clears throat> eventually she went off to college met my father uh they had me my mom was still in school so i was shipped back to live with my grandparents and this is just uh where i ended up so right that is kind of like i guess my San Francisco lineage. Your
1: lineage. Do you know where your dad's family came from? Um,
0: no, I don't.
1: Okay. But they met here.
0: No, so my oh. mom was in college. Oh, sorry. My mom went away to college. Okay. To Milwaukee, Got Wisconsin. It. Got it. Met my father, had me in college, sent me back home to live with my grandma, and, um, Of course, by the time my mom was done with college, I was like, I want to stay here. San Francisco, you know, this is is all, you know, I didn't know anything else. So, uh, luckily for, I don't know if that's right, but I, you know, uh, grew up with my grandparents Mm -hmm. in San Francisco. In the sunset? In the sunset, yeah.
1: Okay. Where, like what, cross streets? Uh,
0: we were Claire, like Claremont and West Portal.
1: Okay. Cool. So... And so you, we talked about you were born in the in the eighties, eighty four. You said right. Correct. Okay. Um, most people don't remember their birth or the first couple of years, but I have. We have run into a couple of exceptions. Do you? Do you recall any of those? Uh, like like pre three or four years. I just have to check.
0: No. Okay. No pre No.
1: Okay. So let's let's move on to like the late eighties and maybe. Do you do you remember your first memory?
0: Um, I guess, like, my first big memory of San Francisco is definitely, like, the 89 earthquake.
1: Okay. You were you were aware and you have memories. Yeah. Like, you want to walk us through
0: that? It was crazy because it was, like, I, I hated cleaning my room. Yeah. This was, like, one of the first times in life I had, like, actually cleaned my room myself. And I remember getting home from kindergarten. And the and the I think the baseball game was on, and then the earthquake happened. And you know, here they they told us to go run into your door door frame. So I'm in the door frame shaking, and I'm just watching my room get destroyed. Damn! And I was like, no, because <laughs> I didn't want to clean it back up. Do but, you
1: do you have anyone tell you, oh, it's your fault because you cleaned your room?
0: <laughs> no, no, no. But uh, but the dope part is is that my I don't know how my grandma knew this, but she took us to KFC on Taraval. And we ended up like just getting a bunch of free chicken because they Fuck couldn't. Yeah. Like, that, they just couldn't. They didn't have nothing to do with all the chicken they got. Right. Cooked, so.
1: And they didn't have like cat power for the cash registers or no. anything. So. so.
0: Okay. That is my eighty-nine earthquake. Experience. And that's
1: maybe your first memory that you that you still have now.
0: That's like that's probably really, like my largest. Yeah, you're like five-ish. Yeah. Around five. I mean, there's like memories here and there, but that's like probably my first big experience in life right that's a big that's a big one (laughs) good marker too you're like Mm -hmm. i know exactly
1: when that happened did you ever clean your room again after that
0: i mean i tried but never that never that good right
1: (laughs) uh so actually five is i i for for a lot of folks is like right when you start going to school right Mm -hmm. Were were you going to school already yeah
0: that's what i was saying i just
1: Oh, you got home from school that day. Kindergarten. Okay, where did you go to school? You want to name Uh, drop some schools real fast?
0: So I was at West Portal Elementary. Okay. And then I went to uh, Herbert Hoover Middle School. Um, I went to a private school called S.R. Martin for a little bit. Mm -hmm. I was, I guess. School was fun back then, so I don't think I put much emphasis on school. So. Uh, At Hoover, it was just a little too much fun, and Mm. my grandma wasn't having it, so she tried private school with me the next year, which was S.R. Martin, and that wasn't no fun for me, so I wasn't having it, and then... Was it more school school? (laughs) It was, like, a super small school, Mm. you know, like, I think my class size was, like, six, Mm. you know, and it was just, like, yeah, definitely a lot of school. They could see you more. (laughs) Yeah, it was... (laughs) it was intense. Yeah. Great school, but I just wasn't ready for it. I yeah. wasn't. Like if I had the mindset now, I was like, "Damn, you're an idiot." Yeah. Like. <laughs> but um, so uh after there I went to McAteer. Okay. Um I went to Urban Pioneers and then I went did a little bit of City College and a little bit of SF State. Do you want to tell us anywhere between
1: you age five and let's say you know, like the end of high school or so, what was the city like back then? So we're talking pretty much 90s.
0: So, yeah. riding around being young with my grandparents, I guess like you noticed the regular things like there was more bakeries that you went to, right? There was more like fresh produce places. There was like a lot of more like smaller stores everywhere. Markets and uh-huh. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, there was like you know like i used to go buy my church suits at seagulls on mission oh yeah right like uh, there were these r.i.p
1: like, seagulls yeah they were i used like, to buy my fast passes there
0: well see what i mean they were like these iconic staples of the city that yeah. like if you grew like Kaplan's on mm-hmm. market that's where i went and got all my baseball caps because they were 20 dollars. right like, so <clears throat> there was definitely a lot more of a small town feel i guess you'd say yeah Even and the chains were, were all out Stonestown,
1: stone's town uh-huh. right that's where if you wanted a chain or a big box store, yeah you, you
0: would yeah you would go to the mall but yeah. everything else was really mom and pop yeah um you had places like woolsworth yeah but i don't remember any other like too many other commercial businesses right or not commercial but corporate i guess you would say like ch- chains chains yeah yeah
1: yeah Um, Do you remember as a kid, like, uh, going, exploring other neighborhoods or anything like that?
0: I think... Or did you pretty much stick to your neighborhood? Oh, no. Okay. The city was fun. How'd you get around? So, the bus. Uh, My first experience, I still remember, I was probably in, like, third or fourth grade when I took the Muni the first time with, like, a friend. And it was like, you got your quarter? I got my quarter. Okay, let's go. Did you get your transfer? I got my transfer. We're good. And like we went to McLaren Park cuz he knew he lived in Excelsior so mm-hmm. he knew where the uh, the reservoir was there mm-hmm. and there was tadpoles and frogs to catch. Okay. So we would catch the bus there to go hang out in his neighborhood or we would take the L all the way down to the beach to go to the beach and hang out, you know, just play in the waves after school in elementary school. We had like We were supposed to be in after school care, but like, it was like, nobody really checks on you. And as long as you make it back, (laughs) you know, we realized that we could go do, you know, I mean, it was, I guess it was like our own little adventures then. Right on.
1: So, um. Wait, the the ocean wasn't too cold for y'all? Are you just fearless kids kind of thing? I
0: think back then it was just like, roll up your pants, legs, and try not to get hit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, it was just like, uh, you know, hurry up and get away. But (laughs) we didn't. Yeah. You're little. You don't think about cold. You're jumping Fearless into puddles. Totally. You're like, you're not thinking about any of that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, then. Let me see. Middle school. You know, you start adventuring around the city. Like, uh, you had arcades in the city mm-hmm. back then. Mm-hmm. So like, if we went to Chinatown, like you know, Broadway had an arcade. Chinatown used to be able to go there and get like firecrackers. I remember little old men with fake newsstands being there, and you know, you'd go up and say the magic words, and they'd unveil like that there was no newspapers there and it was all fireworks. Love it. Um, going to Chinatown to get weapons, like, yeah, just to be cool. Like, you know how to use a butterfly knife, yeah, I know how to use a butterfly knife, yep. and um, yeah, like. The movie theater on Market Street, St. Francis. Okay. You used to be able to see, like, two movies for two bucks. Okay. Um, they also had, like, another pool hall, an arcade on Market. Mm-hmm. Then you had, like, the arcade and Fisherman's Wharf. So, yeah, I guess yeah. as, like, a little kid with a couple bucks, we were just, like, running Looking around. Fucking dreamland.
1: Like a playground. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's fun. And I never heard that story about the, uh, you say, the reservoir at McLaren. Mm -hmm. had toads and uh tadpoles i never heard that but like like for kids who grow up in other places that have like creeks and lakes and stuff that's where they go but like no we have that here in the city too right (laughs) in the middle of the fucking city that's awesome that's awesome so uh so y'all were pretty much you and your friends were getting around on muni for the most part yeah especially like way over on the other side of town
0: (coughs) yeah i didn't I probably didn't have my first car until I was 18. Right. 17, 18. Yeah. So, yeah, until then. And then, you know, growing, I did graffiti in the city. So that was like, I was a bus hopper. So that was like mainly what I was doing when I was doing graffiti was tagging on buses. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And then the city, it was like built on, uh, I feel like the city was built for you to be able to get around on public transportation. Right. So, there was like a lot of working people. there's a lot of people moving to and fro through the city, so it was, yeah, you could get anywhere on beauty so in in summary, fun place to grow up I mean it was I guess it's fun and it's fun except for when it's raining right right <laughs> right That's the only time you can't really be outside
1: yeah, which and that doesn't happen too much here, <laughs> so I mean, it's not like Seattle or anything no. Do you actually? Um, it just occurred to me. Do you? Do you remember your first time to leave San Francisco and come back? Like your your first time to like see what the contrast to see how San Francisco was different than other places.
0: Well, with my mom living in Milwaukee, when I would go visit her, you know what I mean. I'd see Milwaukee. I didn't really think anything different. Mm-hmm. Um, but traveling with my grandparents, uh, they were part of the national baptist convention Mm -hmm. so there would be different conventions around the united states every year and a lot of times they were in historical uh places in the south so um from that aspect having to like having to learn how to conduct yourself and why you need to do it i learned that like firsthand like i was at like the church That was bombed in, like, 1964 in, like, Mobile. Okay. That four little black girls got murdered, you know? Right. Like, so I was at these places as a youth, as, like, a young kid, getting this stuff, like, kind of poured into me Mm -hmm. from, like, my grandma and my grandpa who, like, my grandma was, her father was born a slave. So it was, like, super close. And, you know, they definitely had that trauma of having to live... During that time, so a lot of the things that they instilled on me were to make sure that like I would be able to be all right, right? Like, like she wanted me to learn how to play the piano because if anything ever happened to me, I could go play the piano somewhere and you know get a paycheck, right? Yeah. Didn't I was born left hand? She switched me to right because you know being left hand you weren't seen the same. Like, so there was just like a lot of old school, old school value and Mm tutelage that was you know they had that i am definitely thankful for right on um
1: did you have any siblings growing up
0: so i did not have any here but in milwaukee i do have my father had another son and another daughter that's my brother and sister out there so okay uh, but growing up here i was a single child and i don't they didn't come around until I was, like, 12, 13. So, right. like, yeah, they were just... And then even then, they were little, so... <laughs> and, they, did they, and they still lived in Milwaukee? Yeah, they lived there, so, okay. you know, I loved going back there and visiting them and hanging out. Yeah. It was definitely, like, the part of life I didn't have here. Right.
1: When you went on those trips, either to Milwaukee or or to the South for those conventions, do you remember coming back to San Francisco and what, what that felt like?
0: Well... And then it never really felt too different because then San, Fran- San Francisco used to be like a super melting pot mm. so like even though I grew up in the sunset my school West Portal it had kids from every part of the city bust into mm. it so okay. like there was an intent effort on like people integrating and like getting to know people who weren't like, I, like it's weird to th- talk about it now but like it was so spot on what they were doing then like I remember having kids from like Hunter's Point at my school there's a Chinese immersion program and then now you have kids from all colors like learning how to speak Mandarin right right and like and not just in Chinatown yeah not just in this was at like a, for lack of better words it would t- like when my mom was going to school it was an all white school mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. and it was like my mom was probably like the only black kid there like was this at MacTier. No, or... this is at like West Portal. Oh, West my Portal. Okay, got school. it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. By the time she got to high school, I think things were things were a lot different. Right. But you know, there was a you got it like that time span when things changed. Mm-hmm. It was very short mm-hmm. to where. Because um, it's before. If I'm if I'm, correct and whatever. But
1: uh, it's before like charter schools and all that. Yeah. Shit. So like like de- desegregation. So this
0: was probably like my mom was in west portal because i was born in 84 she was probably like 20 so 20 years before that was 64 so yeah. you gotta imagine she was in segregation she was like in 70 totally you know what i mean yeah, so yeah. that shit was rough right so like i know like my first story of my mom in school is like my grand, like my grandpa getting a call because like my gr- my mom's light-skinned too so mm-hmm. like they were trying to wash her skin because but they're all little girls they right. You know what i mean it's just like they're like in first first grade they don't know any Damn. better you yeah, know what i mean yeah. and it's just like but that's the world that you know that is not so far removed right right so yeah i don't even know where we how we got there but yeah we got there though <laughs>
1: no thank you for sharing that's it's intense stuff um any other things you want to talk about from your probably like height you know later school years before you started doing like city college and SF state
0: um high school was super fun got to mcateer uh didn't do too good in school found urban pioneers which was a program on it's another school on that school's campus
1: okay yeah I, when you had mentioned that earlier I'd, I'd never heard of that
0: um it was a like outdoor a school? wilderness school so okay we would go backpacking uh two weeks out of the semester they'd literally like give us a map and a compass and everything we needed for the two weeks and we'd be on our way the first week we would have like uh guides with us to make sure we'd be able to survive right and then the last uh the last week we would be out there on our own wow so that was like where did y'all go uh, we had two trips. We did one in Stanislaus mm-hmm. uh, for like so. Stanislaus would be this time of year. Mm-hmm. Uh, this semester it's you know spring. It's warm, and uh, that's like the mid Sierras, right above Yosemite, but like right below Half Dome. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other semester during the year we would be down in Southern California at Los Padres National National Forest. Wow. So that was a. Uh, That definitely got me through high school. So you dug that stuff. (laughs) Oh, I loved it. It wasn't, you know, I didn't have to. I didn't. I mean, we we went to class, but it was like half of the semester we did uh, an internship where we would an interned at some place that like we wanted to learn how to work there, be there, and then the other half we did uh, community service, so we did community work in the community, and then. in between all that, we had opportunities to take, like, inner-city kids backpacking with the PAL, so which is basically the police, uh, uh, what are the n- synonym? Well, it's basically, the it's a police pro- program ran by the police where police officers take inner-city kids backpacking, so we would be, like, the mediaries between, you know, the police officers and the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, we ran ropes courses in the city. We ran, um camp counselors at cyo camp and so like it just gave me all types of actual fun stuff i like to do i like to be work with kids i you know i like to work in the community it's still something that's like a major part of sf roots to this day Mm -hmm. and like yeah i guess just even going through this i'm like damn i guess this is where i get it from and a lot of outdoor time too right definitely. yeah definitely nobody wants to be in a classroom stuffy reading a book i'd rather you know (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
1: silver lining to the pandemic too, right? We're all outside mm-hmm. a little more, and Thank being and, and appreciating being outside. Um, okay, cool. So, so after you graduated, did I'm assuming you graduated
0: from high school? I got, I got a G. I got my GED when okay. I was seventeen. Oh shit, early.
1: Yeah, You're like let me take that test. Peace, y'all.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I ran into some troubles and was like, uh, how could I? I didn't want to go to school at Juvie, and I was like, what can I do? Right. How about I finish school? And all, <laughs> luckily, all these suckers, like, I was able to study and uh, get through the test, and then uh, started goofing off over at City College. Okay.
1: <laughs> how, uh, What kind of goofing off? Like, what, what? Were you serious enough uh, to, you yeah. like, oh, I, I'll take this class?
0: So, right. yes and no. Okay. I guess my first semester there, I took, like, all classes I should be taking, but it was still felt like high school. Because mm-hmm. everybody, everybody from high school is at city at this point. So, right. I was like, hey, you want to go smoke? You want to go do this? <laughs> and, like, now there's, like, really nobody. Over. Like, yeah, right, let's go. So, that was you know, a wake up call. And then like my next semester there, it was just like, (laughs) we were just like hustling books, you know? So like now I'm like taking classes. I have no reason to be in just to like meet people to sell these books to. And
1: (laughs) was that, was that the beginning of your entrepreneurship? No, I mean, that went way
0: back. (laughs) Yeah. Before then we were always like selling something, collecting cans. Yeah. There was always like some little mission mm-hmm. to make money. Yeah. yeah. it's like I think the collecting cans when was like my first wake up call. Yeah. It was like, wait a second. You mean, you know, I'm like going with my I'm like grandma. Why are you saving all these cans? She's like, I'll show you. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then now all of a sudden I got my own can pile, you know. I'm going out and getting cans. Um that was like probably my first my first little real Experience.
1: Do you remember where you took him to get?
0: Oh, yeah. we used to take him to the Fillmore, the Safeway in the Fillmore district. The one on Market. No.
1: Or. Um, oh, the one on Webster and Geary. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, right there.
1: Yeah, I remember the uh, Safeway on Market and Church had
0: they mm-hmm. had one as well. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. No. So. Yeah, that was that was my first little when I got bit by the hustling bug. Yeah. Turned nothing into something. Yeah. Hey, I mean, it's just money sitting there. Definitely. Um,
1: okay, so so would you say your your time at City College, however long it was, was, like, you, you weren't, like, serious about... No. Yeah. And what about SF State?
0: By the time I made it to SF State, I was a little bit serious, so I knew not to take a lot of classes. <laughs> you know, I knew to take maybe one or two that I knew I could make and pass, mm-hmm. so that got me into a position... To where I started knocking out, you know, I'd take two, three classes a semester and then I'd have, you know, all right, well now I got some credits and I had met a, I was like, it. I was at State goofing off one day because they had an arcade there mm. and somebody came to me and was like, hey, you want to come to State? And I was like, huh? And they brought me to this program called Project Rebound. Um, And at that time I'd already had a felony case. Um, uh, I believe it was like a marijuana conviction on my record. And um, they had a path line for people with convictions to get into state. And I was like in just the right mindset enough that like, all right, you know, if I take one class at state, two classes at city i can you know balance this out and then i'll be going to both schools right and um so yeah that worked for a little bit and but of course i don't know what i was doing this semester but something happened i and my probation got revoked and i had to go do probably like 30 or 60 days in jail Mm. that finished that semester and then you know get out try it again and um in between all this time I was dabbling in cannabis, you know, trying to figure out how to sell legal cannabis at the time through Mm -hmm. delivery services. We were already selling cannabis so it was like the next step was like one of the friends was like, hey, you know, we can get a a legal license if you go pay Joe Smo, attorney and he'll do all the paperwork for you. Like, what? For real? And, And we'll be safe? So, um, so yeah, that spun me down like a hole and then also uh when we got out of when I got out of high school I had a friend who probably like a year later graduated culinary school Hmm. and we started making edibles and selling them to the local dispensaries
1: that was Morris Kelly. Please join us this Thursday for part two and the continuation of Morris' story, including how he started SF Roots, his equity cannabis company. Music for the podcast was produced, performed, and curated by Otis McDonald. Original photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. Aaron Lim of Bitch Talk Podcast is our contributing producer. And the show is produced and hosted by me, Jeff Hunt. Now in our fourth season, we have more than 150 episodes available on our website, storiedsf.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you can, subscribe, rate, and review our show so we can reach even more folks. And if you'd like to drop us an old-fashioned email, we'd love that. The address is storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. Stay strong. Stay healthy. And we'll see you next time. This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcasts.bff.fm.
0: BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.